You are listening to Mark Hatmaker Rough and Tumble Raconteur. This is a grab bag of old school Western martial arts, resurrected indigenous ways and empirical musings tinged with a heavy dose of respect, admiration, let's call it hero worship, for these hosses of yore. Hey crew, this is Mark Hatmaker coming to you from the Comancheria. Uh, today, slight change of pace, but not really. Still going for the historical record here. We're going to discuss two frontier phrases that might be worthy of resurrecting. Uh, I'm not going to say might in my own uh, experience. They're definitely worthy of resurrecting. So, uh, in the olden times, if a friendly or merely polite sort asked, uh, Hey, how you doing, brother? You might hear from a gregarious ombre. Well, I'm living in the shade of the wagon. Now, to declare that one is living in the shade of the wagon is to say, yeah, life is all right by me, no matter which way she bucks. Now, to pull this little uh, little phrase apart, let's have a look at the context, which reveals more than a quaint colloquialism, all right? Now, uh, if you were crossing the great American desert, which was, i.e., the Great Plains, or, or actual deserts, uh, this is no easy feat, all right? I'm sure I'm not going to insult your intelligence. I'm sure you understand these things were mighty hard. If you took a look at the uh, recent television show, 1883, uh, you know, sure, it's uh, fiction, but it gives you a good uh, little uh, small microcosm of how tough this could be. Uh, this is no, whether the trail you chose with the Oregon Trail, the Bozeman, the Santa Fe, the Applegate, the Gila, the Upper and Lower Roads of Texas, and all the other lesser-known routes for the adventurous, determined, or downright foolish and unprepared to cross. These areas were rife with danger. All of these early trails were riddled with the graves of the hopeful and the discarded belongings of people who continually lightened their loads, jettisoning what they thought they couldn't live without to down what they really needed to survive and thrive and to simply make it. Now, dangers were incessant. The elements were dangerous. The indigenous folks, the non-indigenous that had gone rogue, disease, the never-ending struggle for food, potable water, and hardships a bit beyond the grasp of what we pampered folks uh, will live in the life. If you're listening to this, yeah, you're probably living pretty peachy, right? Now, such challenges and privations, they spawned a philosophy uh, all their own, a creed with its own informal chapter and verse. Uh, here's one that was called the Texas Proverb, which is kind of a rendering of uh, a Kit Carson expression. And uh, the one I'm getting ready to you, it struck, the first time I encountered it, it struck me so, and my, my wife as well. Uh, it's actually stenciled in large font on my library wall. Here it is. Cowards never started, the weak never got here, and the unfit don't stay. I'm going to repeat that because I just love that. Cowards never started, the weak never got here, and the unfit don't stay. Now, lest one think it was hard, these hard people were hard-hearted, and uh, that phrase is hard-hearted. Uh, not really. Often the early journals are, are full of robust humor, honest evaluations, and admirable, unflagging stick all right? It's just really the cowards never started, the weak never got here, and the unfit don't stay, letting you know, hey, it's kind of a, a warning or letting you know this is what it's all about, and uh, if you're going to be not up to it, don't go, and make sure you don't have excuses as well, and say, well, I could have, would have, or, you know, if I only, no, 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 it's just, just do what you do, enjoy your life, and uh, and don't kind of slag off on other people, whatever they've got going on, by acting like you could have if you didn't. See, uh, in, in those days, many of the terrains, uh, let's get back to the living in the shade of the wagon, 
See, most of these trails, many of the terrains had zero trees, zero bluffs or hills or anything to block the sun. So the wise walked on the shady side of the wagon when traveling. The wise walked on the shady side of the horse when they were afoot. When it was time to rest, the wise slacked against a wheel in the shade or stretched out under the wagon to provide relief from the sun. Living in the shade of the wagon meant that, sure, there may not be a shade tree inside, but I got my own shade right here and she's just as good. It meant you were amenable and adaptable. And this still continues on with all the uh, real world hosses can do of the world. Yesterday I had the opportunity to go up into a tiny cesta and do a little bit of shadow flying with uh, a good man, a uh, pilot named Aaron. I mean, he's got a lot of skills. And by all means, I didn't do any takeoff or anything like that. Let's get up there and uh, once we get up, we're safe and make sure I'm not going to crash into the rest of the planet. And he lets me taste the controls. I mean, it's just glorious day, right? But I couldn't help but notice whenever we were getting uh, the, the Cessna ready to go up, waiting at the fuel truck and all this. It's hot August in, in Tennessee. You're out there on the tarmac. Same thing, without a word. He says, let's go over here and uh, wait under the wings. So we're just out there in the shadow right there uh, on the hot tarmac, and it was noticeably a little bit different right there. And again, even now, you see, you know, pilots have learned, you know, live in the shade of the wagon. Go, man, go where it is. Pursue it. Again, amenable and adaptable. So living in the shade of the wagon, it meant you kept your sunny but shaded disposition wherever you went because you knew how to enjoy what was at hand no matter the circumstance. you sure you'd like to have something more, you know, cool water or a better uh, territory, but you didn't. So living in the shade of the wagon meant you knew what to do and how to make do with what you had. The shade was both the actual wagon and the metaphorical cool spirit of the individual who displayed coolness under duress. I mean, this we're talking about this is Hemingway's grace under pressure long before Hemingway. Now, to be clear on this, uh, to make so you're not setting yourself as a shade apart, to uh, parse these words here, to be a shade-enjoying sort also meant that you were a shade provider. Now, this is important. Your calmness of spirit and Yankee ingenuity demonstrating how to use what you got at hand in turn act as a sort of calming shade for others around you. The man and woman who was able to stand tall and stay cool no matter what was valued by all. Living in the shade of the wagon was not a mere colorful retort. It was a declaration of intent. It was a philosophy. It was a valued goal to shoot for. Well, with that said, may we all live in the shade of the wagon. And to you, I say respect, my friends, are in Comanche at Samabitsiara Haitsi. Uh, thanks for putting your ears on this, and we'll run back to some combat here in the next episode, and hopefully you enjoy this little bit of sojourn and do some uh, philosophy of the old ones. Take care of yourself, crew. Well, if you dig what we just discussed today, uh, I'd like to invite you to like and subscribe to the podcast. Hell, support it if you want. I'm not your dad. Do what you want. And if you're a glutton for punishment, uh, just visit our website, extremeselfprotection.com. You'll find links to the blog, all of our products, and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of more pages of like musics. <laughs>